0: Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.
1: Hello, my name is Alec Feldman. I do a radio show on Wizard Radio Station every Saturday afternoon from 3 to 5 p.m. UK time. And this is the podcast of that radio show. It's all the best bits without the music, maybe some of the rubbish bits as well, mainly just the whole show. Minus the songs. Every week we're going to release it, so you can catch up on what's happened on the show this week. Just one thing to mention, I give out our contact details quite a lot throughout the course of the show. So you'll hear that on this podcast, but obviously it's a podcast, it's pre-recorded. So if you do send in a message about something I'm talking about to the numbers I say, I mean I'm not going to read it because it's already happened, it's in the past, it's pre-recorded. And no one's going to see it anyway, but here's the worst bit you might still get charged for it, depending on how you send it. And even if you don't get charged for it, it's still a waste of your time, it's a waste of my time, it's a waste of everybody's time, and so I just wouldn't bother. If you would like to join in with the show and send me your stories or play our games, then you can do that just by listening live every Saturday afternoon, 3-5pm to UK time on Wizard Radio Station. So that's that out of the way. All there is left to say now is enjoy the podcast, subscribe to it, and maybe leave a little review as well saying how great it is. Not if you don't like it, though. If you hate it, don't bother. Thank you very much. Here's the podcast.
2: This is Wizard Radio, and you're listening to Alex Feldman. What? What do you mean it's Alex Feldman with a C? Oh, this is Wizard Radio, and you're listening to Alec with a C Feldman.
1: Twitter gods, you are really spoiling us. Last Saturday, Katie Hopkins, gone, banned. This week, creator of sitcom The IT Crowd turned massive, massive transphobe, Graham Linehan. Who's going to be next? Next Saturday, who will it be? Come on, Twitter, make it the hat trick. Go on, give us Piers Morgan, please.
2: It's Saturday. It's 3 o'clock now, live from Leeds.
1: Alec Feldman. Topic: A7s and breaking me before that. Young T, Bugsy, don't rush, featuring To Baby, and it's Alec. This is how Saturday afternoon sounds. It's me. Hello. How are you? Are you all right? I'm. I'm pretty good. It's been a week of big change in my life. I will tell you lots about this big change in my life over the course of the show. That's pretty much the theme of the entire show. There, there's a lot of change. I just want to fill you in, get you up to date. But before we do any of that, the the most exciting thing that's happened to me in a long time, possibly. um, I was going for a drive round earlier. I will explain this in more detail as well, given that I don't own a car. And I completely by chance, trying to do a U-turn because I went the wrong way, ended up on a road in Manchester. Again, all will be explained. A road in Manchester called Coronation Street. I was on, was it the actual Coronation Street? I don't know, but it was a road in Manchester, which is vaguely where Coronation Street is set. The road was called Coronation Street. That, to me, is the peak of excitement because it's, it's like the TV show. It's been, it's been a long three months. Not much has happened, okay? Um, anyway, on the show this afternoon, as well as all the big change chat, I have other things, including being in the news, a really smelly fruit to tell you about, a rice cooker to tell you about, And um, lots of vehicle chat. We'll talk car hire, we'll talk bus hire, and we'll talk coach hire. All of these things are coming up on the show before five o'clock. I also have a six second guide once again, and a mystery Zoomer on someone Zooming You. We'll do that at about five to four. That is the show. That's the next two hours. Hang about. We'd love your company. It'd be great. Now, though, this is the educational segment. It's time for This Week I Learned. This Week I Learned. As ever, I like to impart my, my wisdom that I've, I've acquired over the last seven days of my life because I think it'll make a big difference sharing it. It means everyone can be as, as wise and worldly as I am, right? That said, this week I learned that ham used to be a place in London in the 12th century. I came across this because I don't fully remember how it came up but the conversation became why is there a train station on the tube in london for east ham and west ham but no no ham central what's up with that where is ham central or north ham or south ham is there just a place called ham and so i got into googling this and ham used to be a place that refers to the area of west ham and east ham but then in like the the 11 something There was kind of something in the middle. One was more economically developed than the other, and so the two hams diverged. They became like separate places. One was rich, one was poor. West Ham was rich, East Ham was poor, and it has endured forever. Sadly, there is no longer a place in East London called Ham. However, there is a place called Ham in South West London, so it's all good. If you like your pork-based place names, then you can go to Ham in Richmond, but sadly not Ham in East London anymore. Educational, I know. Lesson number two this week. I've learned. You can pay money to have like a cardboard cutout put in a football stadium. We discussed football at length last week and how they should have just done it on like tabletops, you know, like foosball instead. But because they haven't played with empty stadiums, they're putting cardboard cutouts on the seats. Now I think I, I did know, so I knew this was happening a week ago, but I didn't realise that you, like anyone, could pay a bit of money to have a person of their choice on a cardboard cutout just to create a bit of atmosphere in these empty football stadiums. I've learnt this because at a Leeds United game this week, someone had paid money to have Osama bin Laden put on a cardboard cutout. You remember him, the, the famous Al-Qaeda terrorist mastermind of 9-11 who was assassinated and now thrown in the sea by... The US Navy SEALs. That guy, someone had a cardboard cutout made of him in a football stadium and he just sat there watching Leeds United play. So you can you can pay money and if you pay your money you can have anyone you like. From, you know, a deceased relative to Osama bin Laden. Make of that what you will. But but behave. Please please do something funny if you have a few quid to spare. Lesson number three this week. I've learned now this is a game changer. Again, it's been a long three months, I've been very bored. The suds in washing up liquid like, don't actually do anything. I, I like my washing up bowls very suddy. You know, I like to have a lot of bubbles and foam and stuff. And I was with someone and I was like, well, why are you doing that? Like, the bubbles don't do anything, it's just the water. And I was like, but isn't it the, the bubbles that actually clean it? And they were like, no, they, they literally do nothing. It's just to make you feel good and to feel like something's happening. And I googled it. It's true, they, they don't do anything. They're just there to make you feel good and make you feel like it's clean, but actually it's all a lie. It's a lie by big washing up liquid. So here are our very, very important life lessons from the week on This Week I Learned. Ham used to be a place in London in the 12th century, but then it got split up. You can pay money if you want Osama Bin Laden in a football stadium, and washing up liquid, all the soapy, suddy bits, don't actually do anything. Now we've established all that, let's get a tune on. This is Lainey Good Guys at Wizard Radio. My name is Alec Feldman. Thanks for listening, thanks for hanging out. Coming up next, an interesting, note the word interesting new Jason Derulo song and Lady Gaga coming soon as well. So, big change in my life. I feel like I like to share this stuff with you. This isn't necessarily, you know, hugely exciting, what I'm about to tell you. I feel like I shouldn't downplay it like that, but here you go. You know, you've been there quite a while now. I started my show three-ish years ago, went to uni the week after, and that was like, ooh, big life change on the radio to experience it. That was three years ago. Uni's done now. I, in the entire time I've been on Wizard Radio, I have started and now completed a degree, and now I need to do something else. I'm not entirely sure what that something else is exactly yet at this point in time, but we'll work on that as we go. I have had to find something to do with my life since actually finishing a degree, So, there was a plan. I didn't have a plan. Now, I have a sort of plan. And so, now I have a sort of plan and it's not as up in the air as it was. I can tell you because the plan begins to come into action from next week. And it's all quite exciting and quite scary and very new. And so, here is the big change that is happening in my life in the next seven days. So, spent three years in Leeds. Great place. In the north of England. Lovely. Wonderful. Leeds is done now. Weird. Due to weird, weird circumstances that I can't really be bothered to explain because it's kind of messy, I <laughs> I have a sort of job occasionally, which is in Manchester, which is another city in the north of England. So, Leeds, imagine, Leeds is like here. Just imagine I'm pointing somewhere. Manchester is there, slightly, slightly across from, from where Leeds is. So they're kind of near each other, like an hour drive or whatever. And so... I was like, okay, I'm finished with uni now. I'm not going to be in Leeds anymore. Do I, A, move to Manchester so I can keep doing that occasional very, very casual job or B, go home to no job and nothing to do? So guess what, people? Manchester it is. I am, as of Wednesday next week, an official resident of the city of Manchester in Northern England. You might recognise it from such things as Manchester United Football Club. Um... Uh, what else I'm sure there's some other stuff the Trafford Centre I'm still getting acquainted with all the local sites but that that's a big one it's the big shopping centre and other things that you know Manchester cool Oasis came from Manchester take that I think came from Manchester and now I will be living in Manchester and it's quite exciting now you might be wondering that's great, Alec. But how are you going to, you know, do what adults do and have money and pay for things? I don't know that. Um, I've been applying for jobs. More on this later. It's a bit of a bloodbath in employment at the minute. So don't, don't, don't finish uni, kids. Just do as much education as you possibly can forever, because there's nothing, there's nothing to do after that. But anyway, that's so that's what's going on in my life, basically. I'm moving to a brand new city with minimal work, minimal friends, big challenge, it's exciting, it's kind of scary. Will I be very lonely? I hope not. I've got a couple of housemates who I'm going to live with. They're very nice. I'll introduce you to them in due course, I'm sure. In the meantime, this is kind of the weird transition phase that I'm currently in, where I left Leeds yesterday. It was my last day in Leeds yesterday. I went back to get all my stuff. I hired a car, Again, more details on this because a lot has gone on in the last week and I want to fill you in because you're my mates. So I finished in Leeds today. I've I've basically spent the last few months of my life in Manchester anyway, basically since lockdown started. So it's not like I haven't been here already, but now it's like official. And so at the moment, I'm in a weird limbo where I don't have anywhere to live in Leeds and I don't have my own place to live in Manchester and all my stuff is just kind of scattered across in various places, including... Um, the bedroom I'm currently in of my friend, including the hallway of the flat that I'm moving to as of Wednesday and randomly Bolton. Um, There's a couple of bits and pieces over there as well. More details to follow very soon, but it's a week of big change in my life. I wanted to share it with you. I promise, though, when I am an adult and have a job and stuff, I won't become really boring and start talking about interior decoration and dinner parties and whatever it is that adults do. That's not, that's not me. I'll basically still be living a student life because I'm living with two students so I can just continue to do stuff like wake up at midday and microwave things for fun. So it's all good. It's all good in the hood. I'm quite excited for, to see what the next 12 months of my life will include even if it involves um, running out of money and having to go home with my tail between my legs. So that is the big change going on in my life you're now filled in on it. I'm going to have to get new, uh, get a new like thing made. You know at the start of the show where the guy, American guy, says, Live from Leeds. I'm going to need a new one of them because it's not Leeds anymore. Anyway, coming next, some transport chat. I want to talk to you about buses and coaches. I will explain why after this song from Jason Derulo, which I think is the first time in years that he... Well, you'll hear it in a second. Josh685... And Jason DeRulo, who sings his own name for the first time in years, and I'm very happy that it's it's back. He probably figured that people have stopped doing it to him now. Being like, hey, hey Jason, sing your own name. So he's like, okay, it's safe to bring this back now. And then every interview he's gonna do for the next six months, they'll be like, Jason, sing your own name, and he'll instantly regret it. That was Savage Love on Wizard Radio, and I'm Alec Feldman. Let's talk about... I just said I promised you that the show wouldn't get boring now that I'm, like, a grown-up who no longer goes to uni. And so let's talk about bus and coach hire. Oh, yes. The transport chat is only just beginning on the show this afternoon. All your favourite forms of transport will be discussed. Except bikes. But maybe we can do that next week. So as part of all this this big life change madness that is occurring in my life right now, I kind of need money so that i can actually you know live in manchester for a year or however long and see what happens to get money apparently you need a job which is interesting and so i've been applying to basically a million you may have noticed there is a pandemic on at the moment and loads of people are being laid off the jobs market i believe is a bit of a bloodbath. that's what i've been finding you know the website indeed.com where you can just like Apply to jobs in like two seconds flat. They send me emails sometimes. I've applied to dozens. They send me emails, just updating me on the progress of my application. You know, how many I've applied to, what they've been saying. So, let's have a let's have a look at my most recent like update. What are they saying? I kind of lost it, but but basically, it tells you how many other people have been applying to the same thing that you have. And so, for I think a job at Subway, just making sandwiches at Subway, I was one of a thousand applicants. A job being an exam invigilator, I was one of two thousand applicants. It's it's mad. Now, if you remember, I did a degree in economics, and thanks to that degree, I am now able to accurately tell you that we are in a big economic slowdown. Yes, I wouldn't have known that without that degree, right? So. It's it's quite tough and I would like some some money and nobody wants to give me any, which is frankly rude. But some people who might potentially want to give me some money are a company I applied to. I I'll be honest, I can't actually remember what they do. But the job was like writing stuff for their website. I can I can talk, I can write, I could write things for their website. So I sent them my CB and they were like for the next stage of the process, we'd like to sample your creative skills. And so we want you to write something for us. And I'll read you the brief because it's 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 weird, basically. It's a really weird brief. So what they want, they want an 1,000-word article showcasing the skills of the content writer. That's me. So I want to write 1,000 words for a company website homepage. The company is based in London. They're called London Coach Hire. And they offer coach and minibus hire. So, to get this job, they want me to write a thousand words about coach and minibus hire. (laughs) What am I going to say about that? what, what What? How can I write a thousand words about coach and minibus hire? What's there to say? A thousand words is like a medium well like a small a small essay like a page of writing but it has to be about buses and coaches there's no like essay question there's no like to what extent a coach is better than minibuses or this house believes that minibuses are just a poor man's coach there's none of that it's it's literally just write about buses and coaches and minibuses i don't know what to do (laughs) what did you say about buses and coaches do i talk about how great they are do i talk about how great the company is i, I genuinely i'm a bit lost and they wanted it within like two days so i haven't really got long to think about this so basically i would quite like you to do all the heavy lifting for me can you just, can you send some ideas my way because i'm lost i'm stuck how can i write a thousand words about buses and coaches i hope you're not as lost as I am right now and you can provide me some creative inspiration. Yes, I'm totally outsourcing this and this probably isn't necessarily what they'd want me to do, but are they going to hear this? Probably not. Although it was on my CV that I do this. I'm really listening right now. Hello to the recruiters if you're listening right now. Come on. I need some help. What, what could I possibly write about boss and coach hire? Can you please send some inspiration my way? It doesn't necessarily have to be you know, genuine, serious, boring, inspiration, just just something. If you've got anything, send me a text, inspire me, 07807 183 538. That is the number that you can text me on. You can email me as well, station at wizardradio.co.uk or get me on all the social media, at WizRadio. What could I include in my 1,000 word article about bus and coach hire? Any ideas, very, very welcome. I'll try and craft something whilst we'll I play these songs. We've got Baby Queen coming up. And first, Gaga and Grande.
2: Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Please consume responsibly.
1: Wizard Radio with Baby Queen and internet religion. Before that, Lady Gaga and Ariana Grande. Rain on me. I'm Alec. Afternoon. Thanks for listening. Stay solid, Rocky and Ash all on before four o'clock. And we'll get our mystery Zoomer on, on someone Zooming you as well. I put a slightly obscure and quite personal question to you earlier. By personal, I mean for my personal benefit. It wasn't really asking, you know, intimate details about you and your lives. I just need help with something. And so I'm crowdsourcing ideas because I can't think of any myself and I'm working to a deadline. Basically, because I'm uh, an adult now, they keep telling me, I need a job and I applied to a job and to get the job, I need to write a thousand words For the front page of a website based in London that offers coach and minibus hire services. Yeah, that I know. And I mean, that's not a topic I'm really massively familiar with. By the way, did I mention this is literally the only thing that I've got any further than a rejection letter in? The only thing. So I I really don't want to blow this. What? What do I say? Benny has been on, as always. I knew I could count on you, Benny. I love a coach journey, Alec, honestly. Some of my best memories are on coaches. They're like a premium bus, aren't they? <laughs> yes, yes, they are, Benny. Maybe that's quite a thick thing to say, but it's true. You have to get you get to have a whole bus to yourself for just you and your friends. You should write about how magical they are. How they take you to your destination without all of the stops that buses make. And sometimes, just sometimes, you get a magical coach driver like my man Graham who just kept his microphone going, giving running commentary of the news while driving the coach I was into Brighton just before lockdown. That's a lot to take in there. Um, coaches are like a premium bus. I could open with that, just in case people don't know what coaches are. That's what I could enter with. Coaches, it's like a bus, but fancier. But uh, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't call the coach magical, necessarily. I've had... I've had some nice experiences on coaches. I've had some some pretty miserable experiences on coaches, especially, you know, mega bus. But um, I'm glad that you can be so enthused by coaches, Benny. I, I really admire that in you. I do sometimes think if I wasn't doing this, if I didn't have this radio show as my outlet, I would be like driving a train or a bus or something and I would just be constantly on the tannoy presenting a radio show to a bus full of captive passengers and they would be hating it but there'd be nothing they could do because I'd be the one driving. So I could I could be like your man Graham who just kept the microphone going giving running commentary. Yeah, that would be me totally. Um d- yeah, I I could write about how magical coaches are. Could I get a thousand words? Out? Maybe that's, that's a paragraph. I could get a good a good paragraph out of that, Benny. Nice one. Brad says, firstly, your piece needs to be a haiku, because haikus are awesome. Also, for the section about coaches, it's very important you talk about toilets on the coaches, because they're a mysterious place that most people don't get to visit in their lifetime. Have you ever been inside a coach toilet? Because I haven't. Every single time I'm unlucky enough to have an out of all the toilet. I always want to know why it's out of order. Did it say something or do something to offend people? But these coach words are very dodgy characters for sure. Okay. I, I'll go through this line by line. I don't think I could make it a haiku. Because haikus generally have quite a, a tight structure, don't they? You've got to have five syllables, seven syllables, then five syllables. And I do need a thousand words. So... I, I don't think that's possible, to get a thousand words out of only, what is it, 17 syllables. I, I just don't think it can be done. So, I don't think I could write a haiku about buses or coaches. I, I suppose I could try. Coaches are so great. I've never been in the toilet. It is out of order. There you go. Beautiful. I just turned your message into a haiku. Wow poetic genius right here I I don't quite understand the intrigue about coach toilets I don't know if I've spent more time than average people on a coach in my life but I have actually been to a coach toilet many times they're usually not very nice you know it's not a fun enjoyable experience but I have done it it's not always out of order it you know it's it's all right you you know you kind of sway about a bit like you're on a train or a plane um that smells bad it's quite claustrophobic but i don't think it's done or said anything particularly offensive It's probably just smells bad and that's why they close it or if it's like blocked but i i don't think they're as mysterious as you perhaps believe they are brad julia says alec i've found just the job you've applied for on indeed really i, I don't qualify for the job julie says but i have also just applied so make that one more application for you to go up against now that we're in competition i'm not going to give you any tips but maybe just maybe don't actually write about buses and coaches. I think they're trying to trick you. Good luck. Ah, Julia. That's very that's very smart. Because, you know, everyone's going to send them stuff about buses and coaches. So if I send them something that's not about buses and coaches, they'll be like, wow, this guy's amazing. Hang on a minute. She's trying to trick me into not writing about it so that she gets the job instead of me. No, no. I'm, I'm writing about buses and coaches, all right? And I'll blow yours out of the water. Although, in all seriousness, I would be amazed if you could find the job I'm talking about because it's so unrelated to bosses or coaches. I really don't think you would have found it and applied. But if you have best of luck, may the best person get the job. Daniel says, the coach and bus industry is probably facing a lot of problems right now, seeing as the country has been in lockdown for three months with one very specific rule. Do not travel. So the coach and bus industry is probably in trouble. But have you considered this? If a picture paints a thousand words, then just submit a picture. Yeah, you make a good point about about the not travelling thing, given that buses and coaches are kind of key parts of travel. Therefore, if you don't travel, there's no buses or coaches. Mm. So I suppose I could walk, write about, you know, how much of a hard time it's having. I do like the picture idea as well. Um, and I know exactly what picture I would submit. If I had to submit a picture for my 1,000 words about buses and coaches, I would pick the picture of the bus that's wearing a world-record-breaking tutu. It's the world's largest tutu, and it was being very nicely modelled by a stagecoach bus, if I remember correctly. I'll have to find the picture again, because it brings me a lot of joy. It's a really cute bus in the pink tutu. So, yeah, okay, that's what I'll submit. Well, thats that, that 1,000 words? A picture of a bus in a tutu, the magicness of coaches, the toilets on coaches, and lockdown. Yeah. Piece of cake. Oh, I've got this sorted. This job is in the bag. When I talk to you next week, I will have a job as again, I can't actually remember what the job is, but I will have it. I guarantee it. This is Stay Solid Rocky and Party Girl on Wizard Radio. Stay Solid Rocky Party Girl, this is Wizard Radio. I'm <laughs> the original Party Girl. That's me. You know it. Ash is playing soon and then I'm you. I would consider myself uh, some Something of an expert in getting fired I remember I did the first ever show On Wizard Radio that I ever did Just days after I had been fired From my first ever job When I was 18 years old I worked in a bakery for 10 days We have talked about this quite a few times before I think And they got rid of me after I know it was 11 days I got fired after 11 days from my first job So I'm something of an expert in being fired I read a story this week Really impressed me About a person who got fired from an accountancy firm called KPMG. They are... They're huge. They're like one of these enormous accounting firms. That like probably most of the companies, big companies in the world use. And she got sacked by this company. But the things she got away with before she got sacked. Oh, it's, it's incredible. I mean, in I guess order of increasing ridiculousness. She just, you know, wore what she wanted to the office and her manager was like, this isn't really appropriate for work. It's too casual. And she was like, "Oh, oh really? Oh, well, what about what about my bra? Is this appropriate?" That was that was one thing that this person did. Um oh, what else? She um she took over a meeting room. There was a meeting room downstairs and she kind of took it over and turned it into her office and installed a rice cooker just so she could she could make rice whenever she wanted in in this office which was actually supposed to be a meeting room again i just have so much respect for the boldness of that just to to be like this is my space now don't you dare we had a teacher at school who did that actually it was very similar except it was it was like a study a tiny little study room in between two science classrooms. I had like a couple of desk bases in the computer, but there was this teacher that just took it over and turned it into her office, even though it was not her office. She brought like all her stuff in, all her books, all her paperwork, all her bags, and even a box of wine <laughs> that she kept under the desk. So this is much the same as this person turning a meeting room into her personal office with a rice cooker. But this is the bit I find most impressive. They'd put on staff lunches because it's KPMG. They're this enormous accounting firm. They have loads of money. You know, lunches for staff, free. Like a buffet. Who doesn't love a buffet? Well, this person really loved a buffet because (laughs) she'd bring Tupperware and just stock up so she could take as much as possible. And people, like, had words. And they were like, "Um, could 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 you not really do that? Because, you know, other people need food as well. But... (laughs) she just kept going and took all the food off this buffet and put it into her Tupperware and took it home incredible just pure icon behaviour the kind of thing that you wouldn't think you'd get away with and yet she did for three years three I'm amazed by this she lost her three years before they finally fired her it's incredible Um, and I only found out about this because there was a tribunal, but she was like, oh, how dare you fire me? This is unfair. And I think a judge in the end ruled, actually, no, it was it was kind of fair enough. But what an incredible story. What a way to go. What a way to get fired. I wish I had that level of confidence and I don't know, just that, whatever it is, something that would allow me to, to behave like that in a workplace. Incredible. Respect to this person. I have so much respect for that, especially the the taking the containers to the buffet. Legend behaviour. So, from one person who got fired after 11 days to someone that lasted three years, I salute you. Well done. Coming up next, someone Zooming you on Wizard Radio after Ash and Niall Horan. This is Moral of the Story. Someone Zooming you. Somebody's ringing the bell afternoon, one and all, and welcome to what I think might be the last ever edition... i Not last ever, last edition for now of someone Zooming you, because I think, if I've got this right, from the 4th of July, which is next Saturday, we might actually be able to have people knocking at our door again, which is very exciting, so possibly the last someone Zooming you, at least until there's a second wave and we go back into lockdown. So, let's get on with it. If you haven't heard someone Zooming you before or it's unlocked down predecessor, someone's knocking at your door. How it works is as follows. Someone will Zoom me in the next few minutes, I suspect. I'm not expecting a call from anyone in particular, just know someone will be there. I will only answer the Zoom call if you can guess who they are, because I don't wanna talk to them otherwise. If you can't guess, not interested. They're clearly not worth talking to. And so you just have to guess who is Zooming me. You get some clues, obviously, but otherwise it'd be impossible. So, James Gilmore will ask me five yes or no questions. The answer to those will be the clues you have to go on to work out who is Zooming me. Zoom, Someone Zoom, right. Zoom, Zoom. We give him a call. Zoom, and here Zoom, Zoom, Zoom. On the Zoom. Zoom, Zoom,
3: Zoom, Zoom. That is the sound zoom, of the zoom, zoom phone. Zoom, Zoom,
1: Enjoy it while it lasts.
3: Zoom, Zoom, Zoom.
1: Okay, let's silence that now. Zoom. I've taken a look to see who it is and... Now, we can proceed with the questions. Hello, James, by the way.
3: Uh, hi. Can I just say, I've, you're the only person I know who refers to
1: it as the Zoom phone. Listen, this game is very inconsistent with how Zoom actually works. But <laughs> In let's a just, lot of ways. Let's just go with it.
3: Okay, okay. Um, all right. Is this person um, a man?
1: No. Not a man. Well. Possibly. I don't know.
3: Ooh. Is this person a person or like a character or role?
1: Character or role, I'd say.
3: Is this person... So... Character or role. Do we see them often? Yes. When we see them, are they in the news or are they in real life?
1: They're in real life. Okay.
3: And my last question, are we related to
1: them? Who? You mean like you and me? No.
3: It's a character or role. Oh,
1: okay. Do you mean like, are they our family members?
3: No, I retract my
1: question. Are you allowed to retract your question? I,
3: I have. You've not answered it okay Um, wait a sec i have to think we see them often in real life are we usually related to our version of them like we as in a normal person
1: i i don't understand the question could a person be related to them do they have families yeah, yeah, is that I, what you're think, asking?
3: No, I guess what I was asking was if it was like a postman. No, we're not related to them. But if it's a creepy uncle, yes, we are. <laughs> <laughs> but apparently, that's not relevant now. because um, it's someone more like a prime minister, which is I. It's more of a thing. But you see them in, often in real life, not just on the news. Which is that makes it difficult. Um. Oh, I don't know what a good fifth question is. Um, I mean, look, I did five bad ones last week, so I'm doing better. Uh, is this person... Does
1: this person come to our door? Uh, the answer to that is yes, and I think I've, I've slightly ruined my own game here.
3: So this person comes to our door.
1: The, well, I they've momentarily not- forgot that we're doing Zoom instead of door.
3: No, no, it's fine, because... This person right now is Zooming you for the purposes of the game, but when life is normal, they come to your door.
1: I guess so, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So,
3: they're possibly not a man, but could be... It's more of a character or role. We see them often in real life, not just on TV. And this person comes to our door. Okay. Well, Alec,
1: you seem confident enough. Over to you. Absolutely. Um... This, yeah, I've slightly screwed this one up, but it's fine. Guess anyway, and you can still be right. Send me a message, 07807 183 538. You can email me, station at wizardradio.co.uk. You can message on socials, at wizradio. The person who is Zooming me could actually knock at your door. I've messed this up, I'm sorry. You see them in real life, quite often. It's like a, a character, a role, if you will, that could be a man, but also could not be a man. Who is it? Get your guesses to me right now. We'll read them out at 10 to 5 and find out who is Zooming me this afternoon. Coming up, I'll play some Trevor Daniel and Harry Styles' watermelon sugar is next after news at 2 minutes past 4.
2: Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Recommended by doctors as part of a healthy diet.
1: Wizard Radio, Saturday afternoon, it's Alec here with Trevor Daniel and Selena Gomez, past life and Harry Styles before that. Playing soon, that really summary tune from Lennon Seller, which, looking out the window... I'm not feeling it right now, but that's okay. That's playing next. If you weren't listening earlier on, I was telling you, it's a week of of big change in my life. Leeds, done. Completed it, mate. London, home, but not not time to go back yet. A new challenge. This week, we move to Manchester in the northwest of England, home of Manchester United Football Club and the Trafford Centre. Those were the most two exciting things I could think of that manchester is known for and now me i'm I'm the third best thing in manchester and i'm coming i'm coming well i'm kind of here i've been here for three months but i'm actually living here properly and paying rent and not just living with my friend and that's happening and oh my god the last 24 hours of my life chaos chaos i tell you i will be here in manchester until basically I guess I run out of money or, some, you know, I get fired or something happens and I'm like, okay, I need to go home now. I never want that to happen because I don't want to have to move all my things back to London because I moved them an hour down the road between Leeds and Manchester yesterday and chaos, stress, just no. All my possessions right now are currently spread across three different places. That's how chaotic it has been. So I was like, oh, okay. This will be easy I can move house myself Won't, you know Bother my parents Because there's a pandemic on I don't want to make them travel unnecessarily Dangerous Don't want to expose people to risk Blah, blah, blah So I was like I'll do it myself I'll hire a car And do it all in one day um, And I tried that yesterday. I'd say it was 24 hours. I went on Thursday night and it was a lovely day and I was really, really happy and feeling just, you know, top of the world. It was great to be back in Leeds again after three months and seeing all the sights and seeing the house that I lived in and haven't been in in three months. And that was great. And then Thursday came round and it just got a bit stressful because it turns out I have a lot of stuff, like a lot. I don't know where it's all come from. It's just like accumulate. It's all such crap. I don't need half of it, it's a waste of space. But I didn't really have the time to like do a proper sort through and throw stuff out and give stuff away. I was just like, right, gotta get everything into a box so I can deal with it later. So, tried to fill up a car. I also wanted to do like a little farewell tour of Leeds because I haven't been there for ages. I wanted to see a couple of people from a distance that I haven't seen and, you know, go to all the sites. Had to take back my keys as well. And so that added an extra two hours onto the day. That I didn't really have to spend because I got back and I was like, okay, this is later than I expected now. And I had to be back in Manchester for like 7.30 and it was like 5.00 and I hadn't even started loading the car yet. And it was like, oh my God, what are going to do? And started loading the car up and realised I have so much stuff that not all of it would fit in the car. Reconfigured it. Still, not all of it would fit in the car. Couldn't see out of the like the back window of the car. By the way, I haven't driven a car for uh, almost exactly eleven months, um, so I was a bit rusty on that front. Uh, so that was also kind of stressful and chaotic. Um, f- realized that I would have to leave some stuff. Thankfully, my knight in shining armor, my hero, the Boltonian girl who I've lived with for all three years of uni. You remember her? She happened to be in the house. She is going back to Bolton. Guess what? Bolton, near Manchester. So currently, a number of my possessions, including a guitar, a computer screen, uh, like a clothes rack thing, I think, that you'd hang your washing up on, a desk chair and a microwave, are currently in Bolton because she took them back to hers to look after them for me because I couldn't get them in the car. Some of my possessions are here. Where I'm staying right now, I'm looking at a big messy pile. And then some of them are, are in the place that I'm going to be living after Wednesday. But not actually in the flat that I'm living in. In the hallway of like the flat upstairs that I had was allowed to move like a small quantity in yesterday. But because I didn't coordinate it properly, I couldn't move all the stuff in yesterday. So I now have to walk the rest of my stuff on Wednesday or sometime next week. down. It's only like a five minute walk, but with heavy stuff to carry, it's going to be such a pain in the butt and I just, uh, (laughs) I can't be bothered, it's so much effort, it's so much stress, I just, I want, I want my dad to help me do it, because it's, it's a lot, and I'm tired, and, wow, it's just, it's, it's very chaotic, and busy, and I wouldn't recommend it, just don't, when you're at uni, don't accumulate stuff, because it's just impossible to, to get back at the end, so that's where I'm at, I'm, sort of in between houses all my possessions are in three different places and i have to walk all of it potentially in the pouring rain round the corner and then i can actually have somewhere to live after wednesday so this time next week i'll be a lot calmer and a lot more settled and i'll tell you all about the adventure that will become life in manchester for however long it lasts so that's that's fun that's my chaotic 24 hours, and I'm, I'm glad I've vented, I feel like, now we can we can chill, <sighs> lovely, and enjoy summer feelings, just as it has literally in the last 30 seconds started to pour with rain in Manchester, so let's enjoy the nice summery song, Charlie Puth, Lennon, Stellar on Wizard Radio, that was summer feelings, it's Alec, afternoon, playing soon, how about New Gracie, and Simba, that track with DTG called Rover is playing in the next 10 minutes, Now, though, I've discovered a new form of potential chemical warfare. Um, You know, you've got your nukes, you've got your nerve gases. I think I found what could be the next big thing in, you know, global conflict. And it's a fruit. It's the world's smelliest fruit. And this has been brought into my life thanks to an article from Germany. So, basically it's a fruit it's called the durian fruit i'm looking at a picture now imagine a lychee but now imagine it's the size of someone's head that's kind of what it looks like kind of a bit spiky looking it's got like an outer layer that's how it looks it's this kind of yellowy greeny color and it's really strong smelling it smells so bad um sometimes called the king of fruit apparently (laughs) <laughs> it's been described from anything between a cheesecake with a hint of almonds to rotten onions. How can, how can there be such a wide range? Who is the person that thinks a cheesecake tastes exactly like rotten onions? I, I don't know. I don't understand. But it smells so bad that it's banned in a number of places, including hotels and public transport in the entire continent of Asia. That's how bad this fruit smells. It's banned from the bus. If I wanted to get on a bus in Japan with my um, durian fruit, not allowed, they'd be like, mate, get off. Don't even think about bringing that on here. Um, but <laughs> it's the thing and it smells so bad. It recently caused a Bavarian post office to be evacuated because someone sent it in a package. It smelled so bad that they thought someone had sent like toxic gas in the post. That was how bad it smelled. They were like, oh my God, everybody out. We're being poisoned, like smash the emergency glass. Everybody out now, go, 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 gas attack. No gas attack, just the world's smelliest fruit. So if you are perhaps a tin pot dictator of a country, you would like to brutally oppress your people or perhaps you're a country that is currently at war. You want a way to win that war and you don't care about the morality of doing so. If that is you, Can I interest you in some durian fruit? I am becoming, I think, an international arms dealer. I will sell you some of this fruit for a lot of money so that you can then use it however you like, including against civilians and other countries' armies, because I think this could be a massive growth opportunity for chemical warfare, and it grows naturally, even better. So so bring on the durian fruit wars as long as everybody's got a nose peg to protect themselves first because it could get pretty smelly on that battlefield coming next it's almost three years since me and my friend were in the news more details after gracie and rule this is empty love Gracie and Rule with Empty Love on Wizard Radio. Gracie, you'll know from that song with 220 Kid, which is really good, called Don't Need Love. She's going solo on this one. Well, not entirely solo. She's doing her own thing, and it's really good. I'm Alec, and I'm playing you Simba and Avenue Beat very soon. It has been almost three years to the day since a big moment in my life. The first day of my post-A-level freedom, in fact... And how did I choose to spend it three years ago when I finished my exams? I had months of freedom ahead of me. This was before having months with nothing to do felt fairly normal. And so I spent it by going to the grand opening of a remodeled marsh, which was near where I live. it's not. I feel like a marsh makes it sound fancier than it is. By a junction on the road, there's a couple of patches of grass that are a bit big and they're called The Marsh. That's just how they're known, around my way. And they kind of closed them off for a few months to like remodel it, you know, make it nicer. I think they installed a playground and some new drainage and flowers and benches and they made it quite nice. And then almost three years ago exactly was the grand opening ceremony. And because I had just finished my A-levels, the world was my oyster. I was free. I had nothing to do. And so, Me and my friend Craig were like, you know what we gotta do, right? Let's go to the grand opening of the marsh. And so, oh my God, I nearly knocked over a a mug of tea. That was quite stressful. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, we decided to go to this, um, this grand reopening of the marsh. We were promised fun and games. We were promised singing from a local school choir. We were promised something called an underwater safari as well as a nature walk. I, I don't know what the underwater safari was. It never happened. Nature walk, again, I mean, we went on it. It was just a walk through a, a tiny wooded area. It was it was quite underwhelming. And the big moment came. The mayor was there. The real mayor, I'm looking at the photo now. She was there in like a big gold chain with an oversized pair of scissors. They had two, two um. what do you call it, like a garden fork. You know, the massive, massive forks stuck in the ground with a pink ribbon tied between the two handles and she she got the scissors there was a big countdown it got to one and she tried to cut it and it, it, it didn't cut and everyone was like oh and eventually she cut it and everyone was like Way! great times were had by all the, the school choir sung some songs a lovely day really really was a great day and then someone came up to have a chat with me and my friend Craig, recently free of A-levels with nothing to do. And this person apparently worked for the company who had done the like the remodeling of this, this marsh. And she just wanted to know, from me and Craig, how much it meant to the people of the local area that it had been redone And so she had a chat with us and she got some quotes off us and we were very much taking the mickey. So imagine our surprise when completely by chance we find on the website for this this organization a quote from us and our picture. Our picture was on there. It says a caption. Impressed. Young residents Craig and Alec enjoyed the opening event. And there we are, stood arm-in-arm arm at the grand opening of the marsh, grinning away like it was the best day of our lives, which it, it was. And our quote's in this article as well. It's like a press release, you know, just for the company to be like, look how great we are. It says that Craig and Alec, both 18, were among the crowd. They were very surprised at the huge turnout, saying, we haven't seen this place buzzing like this since Jeremy Corbyn visited. Really dates it, that. They both expressed support of the restoration, acknowledging its role in helping fight the effects of climate change, especially protection from flooding. That's us. That's me and my friend Craig on this random like building company's website talking about how much a marsh means to us. And I mean, what a day that was. What a time that was. Never forget the time me and Craig got onto this website in a press release about a marsh grand reopening. I think that might have been the moment at which my life started declining. That was really the peak. It doesn't get any better than that. So I want to know this afternoon, have you ever been in the news? Local newspaper, maybe the telly news, even the national news, if you're really important and something really bad's happened. Have you ever been in the news? If you have, tell me about it. What were you in for? Did they put a photo in? Was there a quote? Were you on camera? Was it embarrassing? Come on, details. Have you ever been in the news at any point in your life? 07807 183 538, text me please. You can tweet me as well, at WizRadio, or send an email to station at wizardradio.co.uk. Have you ever been in the news, just like me and my friend Craig ended up on a website for a building company? because we really like the work they've done on the local marsh. Send your stories my way, please. Simba's playing next with Rover. Simba's a brand new rapper. I think this is pretty much his debut song. So I've done some research into Simba, just so we can learn a bit more about him. I'm all about the education. This is all, you know, fact-checked. You can count on me. I'll never tell you mistruths. So let's have a 60-second guide to Simba.
2: Alex, totally accurate. Definitely not made up 60-second guide.
1: Simba is a rapper from Oxfordshire. His dad was the head gardener at the amusingly named Pussy Estate. When Simba was born, his dad took him to the balcony that overlooks the garden and held him up over the edge, Michael Jackson style. When Simba was slightly older, his dad took him to the highest hill in the garden and allowed him to survey it all around. The post of gardener of the Pussy Estate is hereditary, which means one day it would be Simba's job to do just that. However. This wasn't the life Simba aspired to. He didn't like gardening, he wasn't interested in plants, he didn't like the outdoors, and most importantly, he suffered from really bad hay fever. So instead, he taught himself to rap. The first single he released, Rover, was about the first car he ever drove. The 1993 Rover 600, built locally in Oxford. The car came complete with electric front windows and fake wood panelling. His dad continued to look after the Pussy Estate Gardens, much to the jealousy of Simba's uncle Scar. And that's Simba in 60
2: seconds. Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Saturdays 3 till 5.
1: Avenue beat with I don't like your boyfriend on Wizard Radio. Before that, you heard Simba and DTG with Rover. It's Alec. Afternoon. Someone Zooming you in about 5 to 10-ish minutes time. We'll find out who it is that's Zooming me and decide whether they're worth answering. Or definitely not. First though, I was celebrating the the three year anniversary of the time me and my friend Craig ended up on the website of a like a construction company in a press release because we'd been to the grand opening of our like revamped local marsh area where we were interviewed, had our photo taken, and had some quotes taken. I was very proud of this as an achievement. I asked you, have you ever been in the news for something, anything? I have an incredible message from Matthew, which you'll need to hear it in full and then we'll discuss it, okay? I was in the national newspaper once. I won't say what the newspaper was, but it's one of the more popular ones in the UK. I was probably about eight or nine years old and me and my family had gone to an event where later on in the day after we left, there was an accident where someone got run over by a train. won't go into the whole story but the big photo they used was of everyone having fun at the event which also showed me about to pull my brother's trousers down in the middle of a large crowd (laughs) looking back i'm quite sure they would need my permission to use that photo but nevertheless it was one of my better pranks i feel like the focus point of this message is all wrong (laughs) what do you mean someone got run over by a train Why are you just brushing over this? I want more details about the train. Were they okay? I really hope they were. Was it like, was it a real train? Was it on a train track? Or was it, was it like one of those weird car train things that go on land that you get at seaside resorts? What? What event was it where someone got hit by a train? Why are you not giving me the details I want, Matthew? Come on. Oh, I just, I just hit my microphone. I was so, so angry by this. (laughs) But the focus clearly is on, you know, Matthew being in the news at this event where someone was sadly hit by a train. I hope they're okay now. Where Matthew tried to pull his brother's pants down. Please, Matthew, have some respect for the person who later that day before, well, after you pulled your brother's pants down, got hit by a train. Where is the respect for that? Come on. (laughs) I have so many more questions after reading that message than I did before. But it's okay. Yeah, I'd, what's, what's the legality of using a photo where someone's trousers have been pulled down? Probably not. Maybe they had other photos where the trousers were pulled down and they were, the editor was like, no, can't use that one. It's got a child's bottom in it. Not allowed. And so that was like the best they could do to show everyone having fun before the, the, the terrible incident with the train. Anyway, Jamie's been on. Before me and my family moved to London a couple of years ago, We used to live in this small village, and sort of place where you'd drive by and think that nothing bad ever happens there. Anyway, in a proper TV drama style, a girl went missing one day, and the newspaper for the wider region we were in, so not even the the local local paper, the one that covers the bigger area, came by our local shops to interview the local people about it. They walked up to me, asked if I knew the girl, and I'd just say, no, I didn't know her, to be honest. I didn't even know there were the press, and I went on my way. So, obviously the paper that week had a quote from 12 year old jamie who said i didn't even know her to be honest my famous moment anyway it turns out she'd just run away and came back a few weeks later that's good a few days later sorry i'm glad i'm glad she's all right (laughs) is that the best they could come up with they stand outside a shop all day and all they can get is someone saying oh no i didn't really know to be honest." Imagine being her family. Her poor family. They must have been worried sick. And they just read some idiot in the paper going, no, i got no idea who she is. I bet they would have been really upset. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I can't believe that was printed. They must have been really desperate if they actually put that in the newspaper. <laughs> Your insightful analysis about the girl who went missing, which was, no, I, I, I didn't really know her. What does that add? Come on. Literally nothing. But nice work well done on being part of the story jamie you are the news the news is you you're like intertwined I'm, I'm very impressed about that shame you didn't get your photo in as well though maybe you looking like really really sad that she's gone missing caption 12 year old jamie didn't know her to be honest but he's sad that would have been very impressive nathan hello when I was in primary school, my mum put me forwards to be the reader of the week in our local newspaper. Wow. I was selected for some random reason and the interviewer called me up on my mum's phone to interview me about reading the newspaper and my life. Thing is though, I hadn't clocked at the, the read department reading the newspaper so I prepared answers to questions about books I'd be reading in school. I was very surprised when they weren't at all interested in my recent reading list. You see, that's what I thought. When I first read the phrase read of the week I thought you meant like the the newspaper had a section for kids who are really good at reading and wanted to showcase what books they'd been getting into that week but no it was literally the, the reader of the week of the newspaper <laughs> wow what a keen, keen primary school kid reading the newspaper I'm impressed very literate and intelligent I bet you know loads now but <laughs> ended up telling them just about random books that you'd read oh yeah like Harry Potter last week that was good I read um the hunger games yesterday started that that was great favorite book of all time very hungry caterpillar and they're like um nathan what about what about the the daily mail what about that i mean not the Daily, whatever the local movement is and he's just like oh i don't know i like i like the horoscopes page nice very nice see what a what a newsworthy bunch you are always getting into situations finding yourself in the news because I don't know why people keep asking people for utterly meaningless quotes, apparently. I like that. Thank you very much for all your messages. Coming up next, let's get back to someone Zooming you. We'll find out who it is and read some correct and incorrect guesses after New Hope Club and worse on Wizard Radio. Someone's Zooming you. Somebody's ringing the bell. Welcome to part two of what might be the last ever, or at least the last for a while, edition of Someone Zooming You. That's right, it's cancelled as of next week. What are we going to replace it with? We're going to bring back someone knocking at the door, obviously, because that's what we used to do back when we were allowed to go out and knock on people's doors. And so, with the lockdown kind of ending, I guess, next week, not that there's not still a pandemic going around, because there definitely is, but we are where we are. We're allowed to knock on doors again from next week. And so knock on doors, we shall. But for now, the Zoom phone, because everybody has a separate phone for Zoom, obviously. The Zoom phone is ringing. Well, it was. And someone is there. The person Zooming this week, they could be a man, but they might also not be a man. You know, they could be both or neither. It's kind of more of a character or a role than like a specific individual. One you'd see often in real life and they would come to your door. This is where I sort of tied myself around in circles and realized that even though this is currently someone Zooming you, this person would actually come to your door. So quite why they would be Zooming you, I don't know, but we are where we are. Let's check out the guesses for this afternoon. Izzy says, is the person Zooming you one of the people who tried to contact you ahead of elections to see how you will vote and if you're gonna vote for their candidate? I don't know what they're called, but they're really annoying. And usually you do knock on your door, but during lockdown, I guess they would zoom you or phone you off instead. Also, I feel like they're usually men. I don't think I've ever, ever had one of them contact me who was a woman. That's the problem with politics, I guess. Ugh, you're too right. So, a canvasser, I believe, is what they're called. The ones that come round and they're like, Hello, would would you like to talk about parking charges in the local area? Because the, the Labour Council introduced them, blah, blah, blah. Do you, have, you, know, you don't need to guess which one I'm on being there. Is a canvasser Zooming you? Me. No. No they are not. Um, I don't know how they would have got me on Zoom. Although to be honest I don't know how how any of these would have got me on Zoom because, like I said, I have slightly messed this up and forgot that it's Zoom and not the actual door. But never mind. It's not a political canvasser. That's not the person who's Zooming me this afternoon, thankfully. They have been around before though. I think during the election, we had, or just after the election, I think they were a week late, they uh, knocked on my door. I'm getting confused between two very different features here. Obviously, they're not at all similar. Jasmine says, I feel like I've not seen one of these people in years, but is it a door-to-door salesman? You know the type of person. They knock on your door and they have a box full of cutlery, crockery, boxes, and other bits you might need. They usually have a good selection of plastic containers as well. I think the lockdown's probably been a difficult time for their business, so maybe Zoom selling is the next big thing. Oh, imagine if someone finds a way to just, like, barge in uninvited to Zoom calls and be like, hi guys, would you like to buy any of my storage solutions this afternoon, would you be interested in seeing, look, this is this is a box, but inside the box you can fit three other boxes, wow. That'd be cool, I mean, really annoying, but <laughs> kind of funny. Um, it's not a door-to-door salesman, but just as a side note, this person that you're describing, Jasmine, box full of cutlery, crockery, boxes, and plastic containers, you're describing me yesterday, when I was trying to move all my stuff from Leeds to Manchester. That's me. I have a box full of cutlery, crockery, boxes and plastic containers. That is my life at the moment. We are the same. Maybe I should become a door-to-door salesman when lockdown is over. You're wrong, I'm afraid. Not a door-to-door salesman. Josh says, I have no idea why this person would be Zooming you. Is it a postman? They're usually a man for some reason. I never see female postwomen. We often see them in real life. Although I feel like I did see a news story during lockdown about postmen. So they were in the news and they literally come to our door. My dog hates postmen. So for all of our sake, I hope it isn't or she'll start barking. I think, again, we have had this one at some point in the history of someone's zooming you slash someone's looking at your door. Not a postman. That's not the person that it is this week. I feel like the last time it was a postman, woman, person. We did have quite a lengthy discussion about what what you'd call them. And we I think we um, agreed on a post delivery operative. But the person Zooming me, they are not a postal delivery operative, unfortunately. Maybe that's how post could work in lockdown. If they actually cancelled the post, you could just get a postman to Zoom you and they would open your post and read it for you. Kind of like on CBBS when they open up the birthday cards. It would be just like that but thankfully it never came to that. We didn't need that. Will, as well, I sent a message. I think I know who it is. Someone who can be a man or a woman. It's a character or a role who we see often in real life and comes to our door. And this is someone who can come to your door and social distance too. Is it a delivery driver? I've been doing so many Uber Eats deliveries recently that I've become friends with the guy who usually delivers to my area. Wow, Will, that is some like elite tier Uber Eats ordering right there. You've made it. Now he now he knows you and you you're like friendly. You're in there. Well, I can tell you that due to me kind of wrapping myself up in circles and forgetting how the game works, yes, the person currently zooming me, for some reason, is I believe a delivery driver. Specifically, I was thinking a delivery driver. I don't know why it's just the one I went with. So, I mean, I guess the rules of the game suggest that I do have to answer the zoom now because Will did correctly guess. Well done, by the way, Will. You're correct. You don't get a prize, but you guessed it right. What happens now? Do I do I answer the zoom to try and work out why a delivery driver is zooming when they could just knock on my door? Possibly. Let's 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 pick up and see what happens. Hello you're outside alright oh, mate I'll be there in 5 right listen my, my delivery order's come so I think it is time to go thanks for listening this afternoon that that was someone's zooming you someone's knocking at your door we'll return next week to celebrate the end of lockdown and the inevitable second wave that is coming I can't wait for it I'll chat to you then next week back on at 3 Friday as well check out the weekly mixtape we're just playing out of really old songs as well good And there's a podcast, the show as well. If you've missed any of it and you want to catch up, including the stories about being in the news, including me trying to get inspiration for a thousand words on bus and coach hire, all on Alec Feldman, the podcast. Find it now, wherever you get your podcasts from. I will speak to you next week. Have a good one. Miles Mikulski is coming up next after Danielle Bradbury.
2: This is Never Have I Ever. Here goes another episode of Alec Feldman, the podcast. Wasn't that some great content? Come back next week for more audio-based fun.